Hi, everyone. Rex Aldani again with my friend Mark Stevens. Hey, it's good to be back. And today we are so thrilled to have Janice Jameson with us, who everyone knows is part of the Eurythmics family. We all love her. She was the backing vocalist on two tours and on, on the Revenge album and and uh, some other things, too, that we'll get into. But she's agreed to do our podcast with us from... Are you in Paris, France? I'm or? outside of Paris, yeah. Okay. In, right. the, in the suburbs. So, the, the Parisian suburbs, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, everybody! <laughs> I love this. I, I, when we decided to do this podcast, and it would have been late last year when we decided to do it, we didn't record the first one until January. I'm, I'm, I'm very dead serious that one of the things we said, if we're successful... We'll have John East Na- Jameson on the podcast. That was a goal to have you oh on. Oh my God. It was such and a pleasure we like, and an honor. We were like, would she actually agree to be on it? Would she do it? Duh. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, thank It's so great you're here. It's such, such a thrill. It really is. Alpha, me well, too. Thank you. Let's start talking about a, a, a wonderful reunion that Johnny's had with another re- revenge band member just a couple of weeks ago in, in Paris yeah. with Jimmy Zavala. Um, you guys met in a little cafe with his daughter and it looks like you had a friend with you as well. Well, we had, uh, it was such a blast. We went to the apartment where he was staying in the Marais, which is really like a pretty swank area of Paris. And uh, as I was walking into the foyer of the, of the um, building, he was walking in with his daughter helping his daughter with the suitcase. So we actually got, I don't know whether, now he may have been there before his daughter arrived. I'm not sure, but we all were out there together. And I looked, I'm like, oh my God, it's Jimmy Zeta. Of course we screamed and hollered and the, his poor daughter was like, what in the world is going on? And it was just so good to see him. And the other lady who was with us was the choreographer for um, uh, Thorn in My Side video. And wow. then tomorrow comes. And wow. she was the one who uh, had all those. Wow. There was some beautiful girls in one of the clips. I think it was the thorn in my side. And she was the one who, like the manager of those of those models and all who were in that clip. Wow. Wow. And, uh, oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal woman. I, mean, I love her. And so, and I, and I had not seen her actually. No, I did run across her. Um, sometimes we would see each other backstage at different TV shows or that kind of thing. Yeah, but it was really good to spend time with her. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And his daughter, JD, is just amazing. We had yes. such a good time. Yes. Well, that was she's, she's singing and putting out songs, right? So people should go check her out. On, on I'm sure she has some YouTube or Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. J.D. Zavala. Mm-hmm. Now, Janice, did you invite um, this lady to join you or did Jimmy or how did that happen that you hooked up with? with her? Uh, I, I think she stays in contact with Jimmy. Oh, okay. And in fact, she had contacted me to ask me if um, when uh, when Jimmy came, would I want to hang out with them? And I'm like, of course. And she asked me, did I know of anyone who might have an apartment for him to stay? And I I have a friend who has two fabulous apartments in Paris. And so um, one of my friends was able to rent him her one of her apartments while he was there. 
So oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We, he was on our podcast and right before he was going to see you and he was all excited even then. And I know you all had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a blast. All we just rehashed. Well, not rehashed because I haven't seen them since the 80s. But we just went back and just reminisced of old, uh, you know, just some fun times. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> That's man. what we're hopefully going to do today, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you tell us about it. We weren't, we weren't there. But uh, <laughs> so, um, so you, you're, of course, you're still performing. In fact, we were working to get this podcast on a date when you weren't performing or when you weren't, um, you know, in uh, uh, practice, whatever you call that. I'll have rehearsals so, and, or just yeah, sitting on my couch doing yeah. nothing, but yeah. <laughs> so so what, um, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing so fans know what you've been doing. Well, uh, well, since, oh, since the Eurythmics days, I mean, I've done extensive uh, uh, studio work with various, well, all of the, so-called French stars of a certain era. And uh, I've done a few movies. I've done um, uh, a lot of commercials. I, I have a gospel group. I have a rock group. Um, and then I do a lot of nostalgia 1980s kind of um, performances. Because in 1986 and, no, 1989, yeah, 89 and 1990, I had two big hits for France. Uh, with a French artist named Francois Feldman. Yeah, okay. And so we've been touring, I mean, basically ever since. And just, uh, mm -hmm. I, really not, I have not stopped working since the Eurythmics days, except for the pandemic, 220 up until now. <laughs> Things uh -huh. are starting to come in, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really been blessed to still find things to do after Eurythmics. I also had um, what one, two, two or three solo solo albums, solo CDs, mm -hmm. albums. Yeah, we call them albums, I guess. Uh, so I've been doing things, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I mean, and I, I knew you were just you were just doing a, a gospel uh, tour. Well, I just I, did I a gospel concert last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you, you did it last night. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, you, your biography, you are from Washington, D.C. area. That's where you grew up, right? Yeah, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, mm -hmm. but I moved to Washington at a very early age. So I really claim Washington because I don't remember much about Baltimore. So I mm -hmm. claim Washington. So I'm from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you started performing and you moved to Europe at a fairly young age, did you not? I did. Actually, um, I started performing in Washington with little local bands. Um, I started, uh, uh, well, here's a funny story. Okay. So I used to do uh, have a solo in my gospel choir in, at, at my church. So one day... Um, this woman named Louise McDonald, may she rest in peace, came to me in 1974 and said, I want to present you in a gospel concert uh, uh, this year. That was, she approached me like maybe like June of 1974. And bless her heart, she was a bit of a, uh, a drinker. So 
I just assumed that when she asked me that she would forget that she asked me. Okay. <laughs> really? So I said, oh, sure. I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. I'd love that. Uh-huh. Well, I thought no more about it. And so she called my mom. This is actually how I really started singing, really. She called my mom. Uh, okay, the, the concert was scheduled for November 10th, 1974. She might have called my mom like maybe September or October, September maybe, to see how I was coming along with my repertoire. And so my mother was like, well, what you talking about, Willis? You know, she was like, what, what do you mean I'm going in a concert? Have you lost your mind? And she said, well, no, um, Janice, we're, we're, the, 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 what, what was it? The, the missionary board or some board at the church was presenting me in concert. And I had not told my mother and my mother was a pretty big deal in our church. And so she just really, she said, you know what? You will not embarrass me. You are going to do this concert whether you like it or not. Oh, but I don't really want to do it. I just said I just said I would. I don't really want to do it. She said, no, you're doing it. So she found a vocal coach for me. She found a pianist. And the the concert went, you know, it went on as a schedule. It was a success. And it was really from that that I really started actually singing, really. And so uh in 1979, I came to Switzerland with a group out of D.C., out of Howard University. And we came to uh, Switzerland in 1979 to do just a summer tour. And I was approached to do a solo album with uh, by Columbia Records in Switzerland. And I wasn't, I didn't feel confident in myself. So I said, no, I'm going to go back to Washington and find two other girls to come back to Switzerland with me. Because at that time, the group that I went to Switzerland with, we were all breaking up. I think one girl got pregnant, another, anyway, just didn't, it didn't do. So I said, well, no, let me go. Actually, the girl who got pregnant was already pregnant when we got there by her, by her husband, but she didn't know it. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I said, well, no, I'll go back to the States and find two other girls. So I found my cousin and another girl named Debbie Davis. We came back to Switzerland. And then in 1980, a French star named Sylvie Valton, who was really big at the time, she contacted us to come to uh, France to be her backup singers. And that's and then I never went back to the States. I stayed. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you, you never would have thought that, would you, when you were – Growing up there in the 70s. You Listen, never would have thought it. I took French in school, but I always said, I, in school I was really a rebel, and I always told my French teacher, there is no need for me to learn this language because I'm never going to France. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've been there for how long? <laughs> I've been living here since 1980. Uh-huh. <laughs> 42 years. <laughs> wow. wow. Almost in June, it'll be forty-two years. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now, Janice, your your father was. Am, am I correct that he was in Florida at one point, or did I get that wrong? Well, no. What 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 he did was what my amazing father did. My best friend uh, lived in Florida, 
And uh, she used to live here with me in France for a long time. And we sang together here in France. And then um, I think about maybe 2012 or something, she moved back to Florida. So every time I would go to Florida to visit my, my best friend, my dad, who was not, who was like in his 90s, well, he might have been in his late 80s then, he would drive from Washington, D.C. Okay. to <laughs> meet me in Florida. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of time we spent in Florida, but but he didn't. He never lived in Florida. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, no, he lived in Washington. Well, I asked that because I grew up in, I grew up in Florida, so um, I oh. thought you know, well, okay. you know, if you you know, what am I trying to say? If you know Florida, you know Florida, right? <laughs> well, I loved. Well, I was in. A, I would always visit a little town called New Smyrna Beach. Oh my yeah. God. I used to go there every summer to, uh, we would rent like a condo on the beach and yeah. 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 One of the best places you can still drive on the beach and, you know, hang right. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I was right. there all the time and my dad would always meet me there, you know? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and your father and I, we, uh, I was Facebook friends with your dad and I don't yeah. know if he asked me or I asked him, I loved his politics and he was so smart and he yes. and he would he just saw things and he right. always could articulate it so well exactly. and um, yeah uh, he was a great he was a great man yes he was. yeah I, I messaged you Jonis one time and i said you know if if you're if i sat down with your dad he and i would have like the best conversation like sure ever. Did. yeah yeah <laughs> he was yeah. a great conversationalist and everybody loved him because he was open he was funny but he was so brilliant he was so so brilliant that was and obvious. It's amazing because my son uh wes jameson i don't know if you see him sometimes on facebook oh yes jameson okay. he really has um uh how do you say he, he he's got my father my father's i didn't get my father's wisdom at all i got his sense of humor but not his wisdom. But he, my, he really, my son Gabriel, really, he has so much of my father in him. It's just amazing. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's wow. cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let me ask you then. So, Eurythmics fans would have come to know you initially from your recordings on the Revenge album, and of course here in the states, where Missionary Man was released as the first single, although differently in the rest of the world. Yeah. So you were so prominent. Your voice is so prominent. You're you, you, in the video. You're so prominent. So take us back to how did you get the opportunity to work on the Revenge album? We'll get to the rest of it. But how did that come about? Well, I'll never forget. I was sitting on my couch in my condo at the time I used to live and I got a phone call. Uh, to come and audition for, okay, listen to this, the Eurythmics. <laughs> I said, who? Eurythmics. <laughs> so I said, well, Carla, because that was her name, the lady who called me. She, The lady, Carla, called me who was the owner of the studio Grand Arme, where the record, where the, uh, that part of the album was recorded. So I said, well, Carla, I don't know if, if they don't know who I am because I had been doing extensive backup work and studio work. 
I said, well, call her. She says, well, you have to come and audition. I'm like, well, call her. They don't, they don't know who I am. She says, Johnny's Urid Mix. I said, what is an Urid Mix? And then she said, la, 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 la. I said, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I ran my way. <laughs> I mean, who would have, Urid Mix and Urid Mix are just not the same thing, you know? <laughs> It does sound a little, yeah, okay, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you, you you went, you went to this so audition. I, I think that was a Sunday. I went on a Monday, and uh, Dave Stewart walks up to me. He says, um, oh, how you doing? I says, I'm fine. Um, you want a cookie? I'm like, well, okay. And he handed me a chocolate chip cookie. I ate it. And uh, he said, uh, well, what can you sing? I said, well, summertime. I sang summertime. He says, well, um, can you do our album? I said, when? He says, today. (laughs) Wow. I said, what? I'm hired? He said, yeah. So, okay. And that is just how it went. I ate a piece of a cookie, and the next thing I know, I'm doing, hey, missionary man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just like that. Well, your is- reputation had preceded you, obviously. Huh? I, no, I was going to say your, your reputation preceded you, obviously, so they were aware of, you know, how good you were. And then all you had to do was probably sing a little bit and they and it was sold for them. I just sang summertime and that was it. And the next thing I knew, I was behind a microphone doing a missionary man and a few other songs on that album. Yeah. It was wild. Wow. <laughs> so did did they tell you, okay, this is this is the kind of vocalization we're wanting from you? Did how did I mean Jimmy Z told a very similar story in the sense of here, just do it. And they they gave him basically the one take, and they said, "No, that's good. We like." I mean, so how was that for you? What did they tell you? <laughs> Honestly, they told me nothing. I just did. Um, I had no real direction. I can't recall of what to do. It was just uh, do as you feel, kind of thing. And uh, and I remember was one one song. Let's go. I want to fall in love. And I, was, nah, 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 nah. And I just thought he didn't tell me to do it. I just did it. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. And uh, oh, you know, you know, I love that part of that song. We 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 had a little message exchange about that one time. And <laughs> you said you did like let's go, and I said oh let's go, and you said that's why I said that. It's about the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just but, came out like that. Okay, so Jonice, um about your vocals on Let's Go, um, I, I I sense a bit of uh, homage there to Miriam Makemba. Am I wrong with that? No, in fact, what people told me was um, uh, Mavis Staples. Okay. From the Staples Singers. And uh, a few people said, oh, my God, you sound so much like Mavis Staples. Were you trying to imitate her? And I'm like, no, not I, Mavis was like the furthest thing from my mind. Because at that particular time, like 86 or so, I mean, I don't think they were doing, I hadn't heard of her doing anything. I mean, she was like far from my mind. So I, I was like, no, it's just the way I felt it, you know? So, <laughs> That's great. That's great. yeah. 
Well, that is Missionary Man and Let's Go. I mean, your backing vocals for both those songs are so intrinsically important. It they make those those they're just so much a part of those two songs. Oh my! And uh, th- those would be totally different songs today had you not done what you did. I mean, seriously, that it's just you you can't have either one of those songs without your part. I, I'm totally believe. Oh my God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, it's the truth. <laughs> well, your your voice really works well with Annie. You went on, you know, in the tour. I mean, I think your vo- your vocals work so well together. Yeah, um, I, I think that they did too. And like I was saying earlier, she really gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted to do. I really, I never had any direction you know, and like I was saying earlier, I mean, sometimes I would wonder, well, does she hear what I'm doing? Because she hasn't given me anything to do. I'm just doing. And uh, yeah, it, she was very, very gracious. Very, very, very gracious. Because uh, I really, I just basically did my own thing. <laughs> I think that has to, that has, I mean, Jimmy Z talked about it too, you know, and I, I do think that just sums up their confidence in all of you. Yeah. That they, sure. that they did think of you as equals, that uh, that this was part of a performance and you were all going to bring your A game. And, right. And, and they knew that. I think Dave and Annie both knew that or they wouldn't have had you there. I do think it's interesting. Um, I cannot think of another time with the exception of Eddie Reader early, early, early in the Sweet Dreams era that mm-hmm. Annie had a single person as a backing she's always had two or three people if it was solo tours or eurythmics um so and that that uh, you were there on revenge and revival revenge these two revival, tours, yeah. yeah on yours so i think that's amazing <laughs> yeah. a pleasure an honor really it was such a it was like a dream come true really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was great i'll bet mm-hmm. um, yeah. We have some we have some questions here that we got from uh, Eric Eric Gustin. Is that how you say the last name again? We had to get the proper pronunciation from Eric, but Eric, if Eric, I got it wrong, get it wrong again. Sorry. Is he in France or he's in? Uh... Fan, yeah. He's, he's in. Great... Oh, he's a fan. He's in Minnesota. I oh, think. okay, Gustin. I was thinking from French we... was Gustin, but French. Okay, I mean American oh, Gustin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we did a podcast with him a while back. Um, he was. We were talking about Eurythmics live recordings, and he's a, a musician as well. And okay. so he had a he had a few questions to ask you, Jonice. So yeah. um, the first one is: Can you describe the rehearsal process that happened before the tours started? Whoa, that's going way back. Um, we rehearsed <laughs> in um, L.A. I don't recall rehearsing in Paris. We did the recordings in Paris, but there was no actual rehearsal from, I could, from, I can't remember that. So we rehearsed, they brought us out, I think like six weeks to LA, six weeks before the tour started, four to six weeks before the tour started. And we uh, rehearsed, uh, yeah, the, the rehearsals were very intense. Um, we rehearsed every day until late at night. And um, I can't remember where we rehearsed. Oh, my God. But, yeah, we had uh, rehearsals every day. Um, Very intense. Uh, Very um, 
structured, um, but uh, also, you know, we time to like let loose and have a good time and act silly and all. We never like, you know, like bah, 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 bah. But uh, yeah, from what I can remember, because this is going back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. isn't yesterday. No, but what I can remember, very structured, very professional. Um, and like I said, um, no, um, there, was, there was no pressure. I can't recall. I can't remember any pressure at all, and it all fell into place. Yeah. Did you? Were you familiar with Eurythmics? Did you know their songs already, the their hits and all that? I knew. Um, Here comes the rain again, mm-hmm. and uh, Angel, and uh, what I like. No, the uh, yeah, Sweet Dreams, and uh, Here comes the rain again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you because of the, the funny thing is that um, the French lady I sang for, I uh, was her backup singer, and in nineteen eighty four, I think it was, we uh, did her show at the Palais de Congrès, a really big uh, uh, venue, and she did Sweet Dreams, but in French, and oh. it was. Deprime, pourquoi tu rimes? Like depression, why depression? Why do you bring me down or something? You know, but deprime, pourquoi tu rimes? And I forgot the, the rest. And uh, I'm like, no, she's not going to try to sing sweet dreams. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it had to be translated a bit differently to to fit with the. Yeah. Music, huh? yeah, 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 exactly, right. yeah. yeah. Okay, another question we have is, um, Eurythmic studio recordings have stacks and stacks of vocals. How was it decided what parts you would sing on the tour, and how did you learn your parts? Yeah, the recordings, the stack, I mean, I, I did a lot of doubling and tripling on some things on the recordings, but um, on stage, yeah, because... We didn't have anything that was sampled or we didn't have like background vocals sampled, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just me and Annie doing the backup and she, she would sing her part and I would uh, just jump in with harmony, you know, yeah. from what I can remember, it all was, it was just so smooth. You know, I can't recall. Uh, okay. Well you sing this part, you do this. It was just, okay. I learned my words um, and I just knew where to come in, uh, uh, with the, with the harmony and that kind of thing. Um, well, I guess a song like it's all right, baby's coming back. Yeah. You would have hated a lot of vocals cause it's a much of sort of, exactly. but because it was like, well, you see, you know, because it was just the two of us. So there was times of, I'll be a bitch. Da, 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 I'll be a friend. Da, 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 da. And then she would go, I'll be. And then, da, 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 and I'll be. Da, 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 I forgot the words. And I'll be. Da, 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 da. We just changed up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was so, it, it really was smooth. It really, it was, really was. It was. It was so smooth. Yeah. 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 Now, Eric, Eric had one more question, which I think is really interesting. Um, you you were the sole bo- uh, voking back, uh, backing vocalist on the tour. Yeah. What was the plan in case you got sick or something and they needed 
to fill, you know, to fill in. <laughs> there was no plan. It was. Um, and you never got sick, huh? Well, actually, in Australia, because the um, the heat is so dry there that it really affected my 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 voice. But I was able to sing above it. But the good thing with them is that we would do two shows, two days of rest, two shows, two days of rest. So that really was a saving grace. We never did do like three, four, five days consecutively. You know, I don't think that vocally either of us could have held up because of the travel, because of the differences in climates, the, 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 you know, the, the, the travel is fatiguing and uh, on your voice is just fatiguing because you're in the planes with that artificial air, you're on the bus with air conditioning, that kind of thing. But Australia was so, so dry and yeah, really, really affected my voice, but I had no other choice but to, <laughs> to try to, you know, spit it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so, Annie Lennox talks a, a lot about this, and I was see, I'm curious about uh, what you would say. But she talks about how, as a woman and as a vocalist, how her experience on a tour often is different from, especially the men on the tour, that they can go after the show and go to a club and go to a bar or do whatever. She has to go back to the hotel. She has to be quiet. She has to Absolutely. do all these things, and it's different. Is was it the same for you? Yeah. Um, occasionally, I would hang out with Jimmy Z and the guys, but not, uh, you know, not not every night, not all the time, because you do. I mean, the, the, yeah, you have to really take care of yourself. And uh, Annie never hung out at all. She never hung out. She always went directly back to her room. I would kind of stray from time to time, but I knew my limit and I knew that I could not hang out with them all night long. And I knew, okay, it's time to get yourself back in the hotel and get some rest because you really do need your best. And Annie was extremely disciplined, extremely disciplined. Um, she hardly raised her voice when she spoke. She she really, really preserved her voice. She really she was always covered with a, um, a scarf, which I am too. I mean, I, I always have a scarf around. And um, yeah, she really took care of herself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No alcohol because you know alcohol is just the worst for your for your throat. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that, that you all miss out on some fun? The guys go off and, and have, <laughs> or you just say, hey, it's what I have to do. You say, hey, that's what I have to do. And it just was not, it was not in, uh, it's not, it was not in her fiber nor in mine. You know, every now and then I'd hang out, but I was not, a, I'm not a party girl and, and she was not either, you know, and we were both in relationships with people. So there was no need to hang out and try to meet somebody. You know, at that time she was with, um, Billy, Billy Pavada or somebody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was with the father of my first child. And so, yeah, there was no hanky panky around, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jimmy Z mentioned something in his interview with us or on the podcast and he said, you know, there'd be times, and I think he's referring to, of course, to the Eurythmics Live video that we've all seen that captured all this so well. But, you know, he, he said, I'll turn around and Jonice and, and Annie are dancing behind me. And, and 
I have to ask you, uh, Rex and I've talked about this. You two, not only are you dancing, you're spinning around and around with each other. How on earth, Jonice, did you to do that and then start singing again? Did you? Did you did I tell you, at sixty-six, I don't know whether I can do that again. But it was just we just got caught up in it, and we would spin, spin, spin around. Now I don't know whose idea that was to do that spin. But uh, we had such a good time. And then just fall right back into song. Um, there was another thing you did, Jonice, where you did kind of this little like, um, I almost describe it as kind of a mini moonwalk where you do this little, and, and you did it by yourself. This oh, little strutting dreams. thing. Oh, sweet dreams. Yeah, this and it was dreams. so, it, it it looks so good. And, and um, you know, I yes, tried sweet. to do that. I can't do it. <laughs> You know, I you know I was thinking about that today. Ah, you know, if Andy would have at one point turned around to see what was going on behind her, I was doing all kinds of things. <laughs> and what I tried to do sometimes, I made up my own choreography stuff, and I tried to, uh, like, uh, have a movement which corresponded with a lyric. Like, um, um, last night when I was when I was sleeping, da da da. Underneath the, I don't know. I I was I always tried to act out stuff like I was like miming or something, you know. Yeah. And well, um, it worked really well. It was not planned. Uh, she had no idea what I was doing in the back. I'm sure. <laughs> Until she saw the video, right? And then she was like, "Wow, Johnny yeah. is like really, really gets into it." What is going <laughs> well, on? I had written that down. I was it's so interesting that you're both talking about it because I was yeah, you were so animated in it all. Yeah. You know, you're it, you you've got I think maybe a drumstick in, in sweet dreams and you're yeah. as if you're conducting an orchestra and like you just you were so interesting to watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, not only to hear, but to watch. You were right. so good in this. And I think it's why we all just adore you. You're covering your your eyes as if you don't think you but it really, it was so much fun to watch you. Yes. yes. It's so much fun to watch you right now. Uh, everybody, of course, this is an audio podcast, but we can see each other while we're recording it. Yeah. And uh, so it's fun to watch her now, just talking. <laughs> well, you know, thank you so much. I, you know, I was like, oh, my God. I thought about that today. It's too funny. I'm like, I was doing all kinds. Of, I'll never forget, like, king, king, king and queen of America. I would go, King and Queen. I was like bowing of America. I mean, <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so fantastic. It, sort of interpretive dance mixed with vocals. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this leads me to ask about, you know, at the beginning of the Eurythmics Live video, there's that whole conceptual piece where you all are getting ready for the show. And, right. and, and you do that thing where you flutter your eyelids, you know. And I think you're you've got braids. You're, you've got some braids or something. I had a long braid, I think. Yeah, I yeah, hair. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm braiding yeah. my hair. That's why. That's when I. Yeah, I'm braiding my hair. Not, and I'm when braiding. I see you do that little eye flutter, it's like, it's like, wow. You know, she does these great little stage movements, and then she does this stuff too. It's like you, you, you have a good grasp on like how it all should work and look. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> But what I wanted to ask about that initial thing, yeah. what was that like to film that conceptual part at the beginning? Was that like done in a studio somewhere or? Yes. Because it was like a big maze shaped like a cross. It was, yeah, it was in a huge, uh, like a, um, 
like a hanger, like a, how do you say a hanger? Um, like a warehouse maybe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I can recall. Uh, yeah. Is that in Australia? In Australia. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. I think it was in Sydney. Yes. I think it was in Sydney because we had to take a plane the next day. And there were a few like the because and I don't know if you see all of them, but there were like a few. There was this Aborigin Aborigines guy, yeah. like two yeah. or three of them in there, and uh, I remember being on the plane with them flying someplace. So I think it was in Sydney, either Sydney or or Melbourne. I don't know. I think it was Sydney though. But uh, that that yep. was quite interesting. And when I had to do the take the snake, I was going to ask about the snake. Tell us about the snake. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, that was that was Dave's idea. That was not mine, but they assured me that uh, reassured me that um, the snake was harmless. And at that particular time, at that time, I don't know why. I no longer now. Maybe because it was I was young and dumb. But I was not afraid of snakes back then. So the minute I would see a snake, I go, "Oh, I just want to touch it," you know. And um, so yeah, that was quite fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was. I wasn't afraid of it at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, interesting. Some light on that. <laughs> so on the on the revenge tour, and you do this on the revival tour later, but both times you you provided the beginning, the scat singing at the beginning of "There Must Be an Angel" on both of those. Uh, and now, Jonis, when Jimmy Z was on, yeah, <laughs> for us. Now I'm not I'm not asking, but I'm just saying. Could if I said, would you do a little scat singing from the beginning of There Must Be an Angel? Could you do like five seconds, or not? Oh my god! Oh, what, what key was that? La 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 la. I don't know what key was it. La, oh my god! What key was it? Then? La 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 la. Okay, I've had a glass of wine, okay? So, <laughs> that was all right. That was perfect. That was perfect. That's but good. what I used to like about that, because again, Annie gave me no uh direction. So the first tour I would do that, like must be talking to an angel. But the second tour I'd go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> how do I think I am, you know? <laughs> They didn't, they didn't ask too much from you, right? <laughs> Who you were was the, the, the vocalist invited back for another tour. That's why. <laughs> yeah. That's who you were, because they loved you so much, and you're so good. That's why. Oh. But, just, you know, but think about that. That is such an iconic. This is their number one single in the U.K., yeah. and that's such an iconic. I mean, you know, and, and, and she provides that for you and, you, and you did that every night. You did it so well. You know, fantastic. And Thank I, I love you so it. much. And the thing is, I know the guy whose voice that actually is. He's a voice teacher here in France named Richard Cross. Angel Cross, yes. He's Richard credited Cross. as Angel Cross on the album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but his name is Richard Cross, and he is the one who actually does that. That that the the operatic stuff yeah. in the back. Yeah. That, that, that is not him in the clip, but it's his voice. Okay. And uh, so uh, when, when I met him, we had a good laugh about that. You know? 
So when um, the, the revenge tour went on for a really long time, of course, and then there was somewhat of a break and they recorded We Two Are One yeah. and set out on the revival tour. Do you remember when they called and said, hey, would you would you do the revival tour? Would you do another tour with us? Um, or was it just always assumed you would or I don't even know? No, there was a there was a question there as as to whether I would do the second tour. There was so, something happening. They weren't quite sure whether I was going to do the second tour, but I did do the second tour. There was a, a, a misunderstanding somewhere along the way. And uh, so when I got the call that I would finally be doing it, I was I was very happy about it because there was a yeah, it was a little bit of. Uh, internal friction going on there and it wasn't they weren't quite sure what i was whether i would come back or not but they did call me back and um so i was really happy about that yeah yeah now at the, at the beginning or well throughout some of that revival tour charlie wilson uh <laughs> joined you you're already giggling so this is good oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you probably know what i'm about to ask but you know charlie wilson was sometimes there and Charlie Wilson was sometimes not there. So enlighten us a little bit about that. <laughs> Charlie Wilson, a phenomenal talent, a phenomenal uh, singer, entertainer, phenomenal. But I think what Charlie Wilson was not a, a, a side man. He was not a backup anything because in, her, in the Gap Band, he was it. The Gap yeah. Band, was, you know, that. I mean, yeah. And uh, so he had a really hard time adjusting to not being center stage mm -hmm. because that's just not his his fabric. I mean, he's just not. He was always uh, center stage, always the the star of the three brothers in the Gap Band. I mean, he was the one with the voice, with the charisma. So everybody looked at him. So he had a hard time adjusting. Yeah, he had yeah. he had a hard time. Great person, but he had a it was not for him. Being a backup um singer, uh I don't think he had ever been a backup singer maybe before, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to really know your place. And um that just was not a a, a part for him. No, no, no. When I hear recordings of uh, the two of you together and, and he's on the tour and mm -hmm. you know, recordings, it was it was a quite an interesting, it was a different it was a different sound to the whole thing. I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, it was a different sound. Yeah. yeah. And I, I talked to you about this once. Um, you and Charlie, very early on, I don't think you did it very often, but and you went on at some point when Charlie wasn't there and you did a solo version of Sisters, which was Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves, which is so good. Mm -hmm. But you and Charlie did a duet of Eurythmics' first single, Never Gonna Cry Again. And I remember I asked you about this a, quite a long time ago. I think you sent it to me. I, I think. Sent you a recording someone had sent me, you know, some bootleg Yeah, recording. yeah. And it was such an interesting thing, but you didn't really, <laughs> you don't really have a great deal of memory about it. I don't think you did it very much, just very long. I, we didn't, but we didn't do it very long. Um, we didn't do it, uh, yeah, it didn't last too long in the repertoire, but um, I'm trying to think, it maybe didn't last long because he was not there. I don't know what, I don't know how that worked. Did, I don't know whether, um, whether we stopped doing it even when he was there or not. I can't recall. 
never. I, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I enjoy doing that with him. But uh, yeah, it didn't last long. No, no. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And it uh, may have been, um, I mean, even, even uh, I don't know how long he stayed there after that. But, you know, sometimes you have to gauge what pleases the public. Mm-hmm. And it may have been something that didn't really go over well with the public. I don't. I don't recall. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. The <laughs> first time I saw the Revenge Tour, I was um, sixteen years old or something. My parents took me, and it was the Columbia, Maryland concert, which would have been near where you grew up. Absolutely. Did your family get to come see you and, and tour, or just especially that show? Did my family? I we had three busloads from my church. Uh, we sold. Uh, they they bought their tickets, and uh, so I had I think were three busloads from my church. Um, Carloads of other church members who didn't get on the bus, and then carloads of family. So I had loads of cousins, and and I'll never forget the security guy. Um, you know, after the show, people could come backstage. There was like a little V pass backstage, and. I just had cousins, 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 cousins. I'm like, cousin. The guy was like, what? Yeah, cousin, 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 cousin. Yeah, my family showed up. They really did. Yeah. So now I know why when I tried to buy tickets, I ended up on row 26. Everybody in front of me was Jonice's family. (laughs) That was my family and from Ward Memorial AME Church. Right on. That's so fantastic. That's I love yeah. that. And that show too. So that was the show they went to, right? Yeah, they that went to that show. Yeah. Meriwether Post. That's yeah. that's fantastic. And I remember when when um when Annie introduced me and said Jonice Jameson. I mean the, the my people all they just went crazy, you know. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Oh. Uh, Something I'd like to bring up is, and Janice, I'm, I'm hoping you remember this. I'm sure you do, but it was a song that you did on the soundtrack for the movie Rooftops. Yeah. That Dave produced, Meltdown. Oh my God! Yes. And uh, I really love that song. I used to listen to it all the time on the soundtrack. And uh, yeah, so what are your recollections of that? And, you know, and- that's funny. I listened to it the other night because it's on YouTube. And uh, I found it, and uh, I listened to it, and I loved that song. I loved the music on the rooftops um, uh, yeah. soundtrack, but I don't think the movie. I don't know whether the movie did well or not. I'm, I'm not sure. It, it got really good reviews, but didn't do well at the box office. Oh, okay. Um, that was a, a great experience. I remember um, Jeffrey Osborne. Mm-hmm. I sang on something with him, uh, and there was a. Um, phenomenal uh, backup singer who was there named Arnold, Arnold McCollum, I believe it was. And he also sings with James, um, at the time, he also sang with James Taylor. Mm. And uh, he sang on that album too. Oh, that, yeah, that was a great experience. Yeah, I loved Meltdown. I loved it. Because yeah, it was a whole too. different vocal range for me. You know, it was real soft and, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It it was kind of a, a a different sound that we were used to hearing. Yeah. At least those of us who were used to hearing you with you know your rhythmics tours and right, all that. right. A beautiful song. I think we all kind of hoped it would be a, a big hit for you. 
Well, you know, there was a time when um, Dave when used to say, well, Dave wanted to produce me, huh? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so you got that, okay? Oh, yeah, got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's cute. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> what was I saying? Now you see, you you, you know. I got that brain. You can't interrupt me now, or else I'm gonna forget what I was saying. <laughs> Wait. Oh, there was a time when Dave wanted to produce me, and um, he wrote a few songs for me. And at the time when I got with the Eurythmics, I was signed to a minuscule um, record company in Italy called Clan Records. And Dave, honestly, he did all within his power to buy me out of that contract. But the little Italian guy wasn't letting up at all. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, the vet, I mean, the, they did absolutely nothing with me, but because of the guy's ego, he was not trying to let me out of that contract. And Dave really, really tried. He had his lawyers on it, but the guy was like, no, she's with us. No, we're not letting her go. So, a lot of uh, projects that I did have um, proposed to me by, by Dave that kind of went down the drain. And there was a time he introduced me to um, somebody, Levine. I don't, I, I'm not good with names. And I went out to dinner with him when I was in L.A. to talk about possibly recording, doing some things. And I he put me in contact. I spoke with Clive Davis a few times. But... Um, I couldn't get out of that contract, so nothing, nothing happened. But uh, yeah, <laughs> meltdown. Maybe at one point it could have worked. At one time, I don't know. But it was a great song. Yeah, you did great some, song. you did some uh, vocals with Shakespeare's sister too. Yeah, I love your vocals on Sacred Heart. So, oh my God, those <laughs> girls can sing. Yeah. Especially that one girl. I can't think of her name. Uh, Marcella Detroit. There you go. Oh my Lord. What a voice! And now she so would, nice. he did the backing vocals for "Lay Down Sally." Eric Clapton. She did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was yeah. like what, like fourteen or fifteen when she did that? Very young. Phenomenal, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, so um, on the revival tour, you you got to do some songs that you didn't do on the Revenge tour. They brought "Love Is a Stranger" back, and of course, you had the new songs. Um, what what songs of Eurythmics, when you think back, do you have any favorite songs that you got to perform? Did you were there some songs in the in the mix that you just remember fondly or that you liked doing well, more than others? Definitely, definitely Missionary Man. Um The Miracle of Love. I love that song. Mm. Um mm. Miracle of Love. Um with the sound of your voice on the telephone. Ball well, and love chain. You like a ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah. I love ball and chain. That's such a great song, Lon. Yeah, That's such a great song. Yeah. But yeah. really, I tell you, I mean, oh, here comes the rain. Oh my God. Love that one. Love that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, yeah, think, you go ahead, Greg. Okay. No, I was gonna say Mark and I have both mentioned that that's that's our favorite song of all time is here yeah. comes the rain. What a song. What a song. And, yeah. On so many levels. Yeah. On the, on the revival tour, of course, uh, Don't Ask Me Why was one of the new songs. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love how they, that y'all did that live. And then, and you've got such a really 
important part. And you, I don't know how, you know, why, why, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it built to such a great, and then it just, it stopped for just a few seconds and the audience would sort of like start clapping, thinking it was them. And then you all would start back. And it was such a great, um, you know, it was a great um, emotional sort of moment in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love that song too. Yeah. You know, really, I mean, all those songs were good. All the songs were great. Yeah. All the songs were great. Really. One, yeah. Wonderful songwriters they are. Yeah, really. very much. Yeah. 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 Um, you seem to, I mean, you, you, you will come out on the social media stuff and on the Facebook fan boards and all that kind of stuff. And you'll comment and, and people will suddenly realize Wait, that's Janice Jameson. <laughs> and you, you, you've developed some actually close relationships with some fans from. Oh that, my you know, God! Will you know my Cameron, Cameron Carr, <laughs> <laughs> my Cameron? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, I love him. Well, I mean, you, Rex, Cameron. Uh, oh, there was one woman. Um, she's no longer with us now. Uh, Norma. Yeah. Norma, yes. Norma. Norma Koenig. Yeah. Yes, yes, lovely. And then there was another guy. He died early in the game. Um, ah. I don't know. We communicated all of the time. Oh, God, I loved him. Ah. My memory. Uh, I can't think of are you are you surprised at all that that all that you that you had a can that you got I'm, a always, I'm always pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I mean, still people will say, "Oh, you know," and I and I answer, uh, "I'm always surprised." Yeah, <laughs> it's such a pleasant surprise, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether I should tell this little story, and I'll go ahead and tell it. Um, yeah, that sounds when, good. Uh, the band Simple Minds came out with a song called Alive and Kicking, I think, after Missionary Man. And they had a backing vocalist who had kind of a similar sound to you. Yeah, she was and, fabulous. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, though, playing that song for a friend of mine. And my friend said, oh, no, I prefer Janice better. You know, Janice, she's so much better. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, no, no, no disparaging of, of the singer on the uh, Simple right. Minds song. But... Um, you know, I just think it's interesting that that people were taking sides. You know. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you didn't you didn't know you were in competition there, did you? Wow. Not at all. I thought she was just phenomenal. I remember yeah. her, and um, if I'm not mistaken, when we came to LA to rehearse, she had just left. The apartment complexes where we were staying, I think it was called Oakwood or something. And they had just left, and she had the apartment, which was right in front of me, the hallway, right, right in front, across oh, from wow. my apartment, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I loved that girl. She, I loved her look. I loved her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think later on she went on to do some, some interesting things. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Did you, no, did, it's interesting that you had that connection there. Nobody would have ever imagined that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Wow. So now if, if Dave and Annie called you up and said, hey. Tomorrow. 
don't even get the question out and you answer it. That's fantastic. To be there tomorrow. Look, I, my kids are grown. I'm, my husband is no longer with us. My father is no longer with us. I've got no reason to stay around. I'll be on the train, plane, boat, or whatever tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Are you listening, Dave and Annie? Yeah, so if, if, if Dave and Annie's listening, I don't know if they're listening, but if they are, <laughs> right over here, right over here, Jonice Jones. Jimmy's well, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy said yes. And, Jimmy, and, and you and talked about it. Yes. He said yes. He's ready. <laughs> the, um, what do you we, could call it, we could call it the Revenge Revival Tour. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That's what I said. Revenge Revival Tour. And I said, well, yeah, we need to do Revenge. So we've done Revenge. We've done Revival. Now we do Reunion. The three R's. Oh, wouldn't that be they great? <laughs> A fan yeah, yeah, that's actually not bad. It could, it could be labeled that way, like exactly. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just or just one big show, one big finale. Just one big yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, be right if Annie's listening, she's probably like, "Oh God, I'm not going out on." TV. I know. Love you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me ask about that. Have have you at all had any connection any co- with Dave or Annie over the years, or how does that work? I mean, I know they've had their own things, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the last time I saw Dave, this is a funny story. I think after uh, he invited me to some kind of affair in London, I don't know what it was for his first solo album coming out or something i remember my father was was here so we took the ferry over my dad and the guy who was my manager at the time and we took the ferry and we stayed in london we went to this party had a good time then came on back to france um it's all very vague but i, I saw him then so that was like whoo this was 19 oh god I'm, this is way back this had to be 1996. So we're going, wait, that's a long time ago. And then one time, this is the funniest thing, I was on uh, in, in, here in Paris on Boulevard Saint-Germain. It's one of the one of the most extravagant boulevards. And I'm, I had just, um, I sang at somebody's wedding and I was walking down the street and I heard someone say, oh, God, she's stunning. And I turned around because I didn't, we passed each other walking, but I didn't look at her, but it was Annie. I I recognized the voice. She said, oh, she's stunning. And I turned around. I said, Annie? She said, JJ? And we ran to each other. We hugged each other. And oh my God, that was so, oh God, it was so good. Just holding her, just seeing her. And we emailed each other for a while after that. But that's that's been a minute now. That was maybe like two thousand two oh. or three or something. Yeah. Oh wow. So she didn't recognize you at first when she walked by you. And I didn't recognize her. <laughs> we were like this. We just passed. And I, all I heard was her voice. Oh, she's stunning. And she's talking about you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's not that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> and I looked at that stunning. That's Annie Lennox's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Annie! And she's like, JJ! Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, 
yeah, that was oh, great. That was a good thing. What a sweet story. Thank you for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what do you think it was that we all have such, I think you do and the band does and fans, we have such fond memories of those years with all of you. And it just, why do you think that is? What, what's, what did you all do that just connected all of us so much? What do you think it was? I, mean, I just think that, um, I just think that we were a special blend of people uh, together. And I think that, uh, I think that, well, I mean, Annie and, 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 and Dave, they just, um, they were so easy to flock to, you know, and, just, and just, they just made you feel good. Their music was feel good music, you know? And I just think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a good question. I just think that, uh, well, the two of them, first of all, you know, because of them that everybody just, I mean, they, I mean, who, who cannot love them? You know, they were great people. They're, they're still, they're, they're great people. And I think all of us together, just we made a just a darn good unit. I tell you, we were really great together. We really, really were. Yeah. You know, there, you there, there, any, there, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do you have any recollections about about Chucho Mershon or Clem Burke that you wanted to share quickly? I loved Chucho. We had such a good time. Now he was such a funny character, and unfortunately, that whole stereotypical thing about Colombians, you know. Every time we get on an airplane, every time we go to a different country, we always had to stay for hours because every time he went through customs, he had to be patted down. He had to be searched. He had to be some, some Colombian. So, you know, that whole thing. And so um, sometimes that was a, a frustrating because we knew, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> don't do this you know you couldn't just leave them there you, know? <laughs> so, you probably you probably built it into the itinerary huh 50, yeah. 20 minutes for, for chucho to get out of customs and exactly i think it was really yeah programmed so um that was quite something that was very very frustrating because everywhere we went we had to go through that but you know yeah. there were just a bunch of great guys uh what about pat seymour he was another one that did both tours both tours pat yeah. He had such a great sense of humor. With all that, he's very stern. When you look at him, he's very stern and stoic, you know. And it, it looks like he'd never crack a smile at all or crack a joke. But he was just hilarious. And we had the same birthday. And oh. uh, so we, we had a good time. We celebrated our birthdays, I think, twice and uh, together. And uh, he, um, that Italian company I was stuck with, Pat... Um, wrote a few songs for that album, that CD. And I think it might have, I think it produced a few um, tracks on there. So we stayed in contact for a while. And when I uh, was in the States in 19, still going back, but 1995, I was on the, um, I was on the um, Angelique Kijo Santana, Jeff Beck tour. And when I was in LA, I went to see him. And uh, we um, had a good time. Went to his house. Met him. Well, I knew his wife. Went, went to their home. And uh, we did a few tracks, but no, no, nothing really happened from it. But yeah, he was a great. He's a, a great guy. I loved all of them. Clem, I loved him, but he was a bit. Um, Clem was in his own little world. 
Yeah, he was a character. But everyone was 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 great. And I remember when we did the um <laughs> when we did the um Prince Trust in Wembley and we met Princess Diana and we met um, Prince Charles. And so we have we're standing in line and we're shaking their hands and he says, Oh, I I I don't guess you're bored with this lot, are you? I'm like, no, not at all. I'm not bored with them at all. <laughs> He, just, he said, yeah, I can tell that they uh they, they give you a hard time, huh? I said, yeah, just a tad, you know. <laughs> was, <laughs> that that was Prince Charles talking yeah. to you? Yeah, he was oh, very okay. funny. Very funny, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Clem Burke, and then the next tour you had Ollie Romo, is that how you Ollie, said? yeah, great drummer. Great person, too. You know, I mean, they're always, I mean, just really good people. Really I won't. Good. I won't. I won't put you on the spot and say who's the better drummer. I'm not going to do it. Oh no! <laughs> they both. Honestly, they both had their different styles. They both were good. They really were. They both had a different uh, hit. How do you say a different frap? Different. But they. They were both very, very powerful. Both very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chinese, have you have you seen the remastered video of for Missionary Man on on YouTube? You know, it's in 4K high definition. It is absolutely stunning, and it, it you see so much more than you saw before. So much detail. Really, I haven't seen Check it. it out. Check it out. Check it out when you get a chance. Yeah. I mean, I it's just, is it a, a missionary man? And then I do the four D, whatever you just said, or just the. I think yeah. I think if you look it up and it, you it'll pull up the official, and it's it's going to be that version at this point. That version, okay. Uh, yeah. They've yeah. remastered wow. a few of them. And they, you, you just see, you, you just see everything. It just, it is really well done. It's, like wow. at the beginning, Clem throws his drumstick in the air and catches it, and that's a, that's one of his signature moves. He does that's that with Blondie moves. all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, I don't know that it came out really well on the video initially because it was kind of, you know, grainy or whatever from back in the day. But now it really sticks out. Oh my and god! Even in, I have to look at it. Yeah. yeah, and even in the scene where she walks down that corridor with the checkered floor. You can see dirt on the floor. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> you can see no. dirt on the floor. <laughs> well, you know, Dave was ushering Annie to hell, so maybe that was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah, but check that out. It's it's really quite. Yeah, I shall. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was right. an interesting day because I had. Um, I felt so privileged because my makeup artist was the was Janet Jackson's makeup artist. So I was like, wow, I felt really, really a woo. And he and you can't really see it on the video, but he beat my face for points. I mean I had so much makeup on, but I don't think you can see it on the video. It doesn't really come out. But uh it was like a minute I, I looked like Janet Jackson. <laughs> 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 I was like pulled tight with makeup but uh yeah. <laughs> you know, I never thought about Janet Jackson, but now that you mention that, it, it does have that, uh, you know, a little tinge of that flavor. A little tinge, yeah. <laughs> so isn't it, isn't it amazing that you, you went to this, um, you went to this audition, Dave Stewart gives you a chocolate chip cookie, which by the way, no one, in no job interview, did anyone ever give me a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but this very simple, very strange maybe and you found yourself in just days weeks whatever it was not only recording on an album 
you're in a video on uh, and more than one video, Thorn in yeah. My Side. And, yeah. And you're, you, you have all these concerts recorded all around the world. You're in front of 100,000 people in Wembley. And it started with a chocolate chip cookie. With a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I not. You. It started it with a chip. with a French pronunciation of Eurythmics. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, who? Oh no, I'm not coming to audition for them. Are you kidding? <laughs> they don't know me by now. <laughs> you know, the story could have been different. You could have said, "I don't know what that is." No way. And then later, you would be telling the story. It was Eurythmics, it and was I said, "Eurythmics no. all along." Because had she not done the. La, 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 I would have never known what she was talking about, you know? Wow. <laughs> I, 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 do, I love those things in life. I really do. Just, uh, you know, if you turn left or you turn right, you know, the, your whole life may change. Yes. And it's it's that kind of thing. You know, Jimmy Z almost missed the phone call from, well, he exactly. did miss the phone call. From exactly. But, you know, but it's it it's it's it really fascinates me in, in in life and that you you think about and everyone you think back if I hadn't done this if I'd met this person instead of this person how your life is totally different it, it's all it's very much of a dream kind of thing Absolutely. to me how does, You're so how does this right. even work yeah yeah, yeah. you're so right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I tell you you're yeah. just you're just such a thrill to 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 have been. Uh, to agree to this podcast and and uh, and, and you you really have been such a your voice has been in my head for so long i, I just have oh, to take oh my goodness you know, <laughs> and and it's it has been so enjoyable you know and um you know you hey you, you you you're on stage you're singing sisters are doing it for themselves that annie lennox and aretha franklin recorded and and it and you're there and you're doing Aretha Franklin's part and you do I a I will never party. forget oh, when we when we played Detroit I was a nervous vet because I thought that she was going to be there she was not there but I was like oh god what do I do Aretha Franklin we're in Detroit if, if she comes what what, what do we go what what, what uh, no what, what to do what to do what to do I was a nervous vet but if she was there, I didn't know anything about it. I don't think she didn't come backstage or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I had never thought about that, but wow, that would have. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I hate to point out time that for everyone in the world to hear, but I think we're at like an hour and 20 minutes now. So. Oh, my God. Really? That's... I'm having so much fun. <laughs> well, maybe an hour and 20. I don't know. Well, I'm happy to do part two anytime Jonice wants to. So. Oh, whenever you're ready. Okay. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure, I'm sure all the fans out there are like, yes, part two. Oh, my goodness. This has been so much fun. Is there anything you want to say that we didn't ask or that you, I mean, anything that, you know, I think we went a lot of different ways, but that's kind of how we do things. Yeah, I think we pretty much, yeah, I don't think there's anything. Uh, oh, this is one thing that's funny. I, I, I told Cameron. Um, in 1989, I had a hit here in France called uh, Jupa with a French guy named uh, um, Pessoa Feldman. And so when we started our rehearsals back for the, for the revival tour, we, we had rehearsals in uh, either Cannes, France, or Nice, France. I thought it was Nice, in Nice, France, in the south of France. And so Annie and I were outside. Uh, at, a, at a little cafe, and we're just sitting out there having tea. At that time, I was drinking tea. And uh, <laughs> so we're sitting out having tea. And 
these two girls come up. And it's like, it's her, it's her, sit down, sit down, it's her, it's her. So I'm sitting there. And I'm assuming they're going to go over to Annie. But they came to me because of the hit I had at that particular time. Oh, wow. It was a, well, in France, it was a really big hit here in France at that, that yeah. year. And so, and Annie looks and says, JJ, I said, what's going on? I said, oh, I do. Well, and I, I explained to her about the little hit I had out. And she, she was happy for me. She thought it was funny. But um, that was too hilarious. I just, it was automatically, you just know that they're going to Annie, you know. And I'm just sitting there, la 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 la, but they come over in my direction. <laughs> that, that was, was probably bad. something both of you were not expecting, huh? Exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you think they ever knew that they were also there was? I mean, did <laughs> yeah, did they know that that was Annie Lennox there with you? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure. I don't remember how that how that ended, but I know another time. This is funny too. Another time we were in Italy, and you know sometimes Annie could be really really funny. And she may not remember this, but this is what happened. We were sitting out in Italy, and uh, people come up asking us both for autographs. And so Annie wrote Madonna, and I wrote <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was the reaction from the fans who asked for those autographs? <laughs> because all they, you know, they saw they saw Annie blonde you know sometimes they don't really know you know you see they, they they're more into like a a, a look sometimes and at and, and that time annie and madonna had the blonde hair going you know and i had my hair you know and we signed them and they did that they said absolutely nothing i think they thought that maybe that's who we really were <laughs> I'm going to go on eBay and, and look for. I'm going to go on eBay and look for Madonna and Tina Turner joint signature. <laughs> the funny part is that probably to this day they're saying, "Remember that day when we got Madonna's I autograph?" I know. So you know, they were little young girls, you know, and we had a good laugh about that. It was funny. <laughs> Well, see, these are, these are the little chestnuts that we appreciate you sharing. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. That was fun. Well, we should we should probably wrap this up now, and uh, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll maybe think about a part two in the future. I think um, I think we could probably easily talk for another hour or so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've laughed as much as we've talked. Actually, I mean. Right. <laughs> And you, you bring that, I think you bring that out in us, Denise, you, 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 you do. So uh, it, it has been a thrill. But, uh, you know, hey, we'll, we'll figure something out one day. Maybe we'll have a bunch of you on at the same time. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? What happened? Oh, my goodness. If we put you and Jimmy and, oh, man, what, what, would, what, would, what would that be like? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, like oh a, my. Revenge band, a revenge band reunion. Yeah. But hey, we we do we we should just start hashtagging everything Eurythmics reunion tour, and we'll we'll make uh, we'll make Dave and you know get that in Dave and Annie's the back right. of their mind. The three R's, the three R's, revenge, revival, reunion. reunion. 
Uh, somehow I'm thinking the three R's might be a good name for the podcast, but we'll see. Oh, that's a <laughs> we'll good one. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Joni. Thank you so really. much. Yeah. Thank I know you. it's late there. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. A pleasure. Thank you, guys. Uh, take <laughs> care. All right.